Thursday Finance for our sponsor, Pritchard and Partners. And before we have a look at currencies and commodities, Stephen Pritchard, what about the Premier being in Scone and, uh, well, how much of this uh, infrastructure, water infrastructure money are we going to get? Well, apparently the Premier's announced this morning that they're going to allocate a million dollars to upgrading water infrastructure in the region out of the Water Infrastructure Fund. Now, if you look at the Water Infrastructure Fund, it's got a billion dollars in it. So, and, and the amount of money that should really have been allocated to this region based on a a fair share, as the Premier has said previously on the population basis, is $200 million. So where's the other $199 million gone to? And the Premier should come out and announce why the region isn't getting its fair share. She might be listening. I hope she is listening. Let's hear an explanation of where the other $200 million has gone. Mm. And while we're on that, where's our fair share of the money from the sale of Osgrid and the Land Titles Office, which also comes to close to $2 billion that should have been coming to the region? Mm. Yeah, the Premier needs to you know, announce the why questions. the money is being spent on WestConnex, the new metro rail system in Sydney, and nothing's being spent here. There's a question. A We're happy, to, happy for the Premier to reply. It'd be lovely. <laughs> Great. In the meantime, what's happening with commodities? How um, have they gone over the ne- last week? Commodities? Uh, well, it's pretty pretty stable. The gold price is down uh, 1.7% in the week to $1,680 compared to 1709 last week. Uh, the copper price is up about 2% on the week to $7,542 a tonne. And the Brent uh, crude oil price is down 3.1% to $61.82 a barrel. Um, the currencies, the Australian dollar continues to rise during the week against all the major currencies. Um, we're up uh, half a percent against the US dollar to 75.9 US cents. Against the Great British Power, we're up 2.2% to 59.55 um, pence. And against the euro, we're up half a percent to uh, 67.68 euro cents. So would it be fair to say that Britain might be a little bit at sixes and sevens at the moment with um, the elections just over and no really clear results there? Uh, I think I think generally people thought that the Conservative Party was going to come back with a larger majority or a larger majority where it came back in a minority position, but it's still going to be the party that forms government and Brex is still going to... Still going to happen, still isn't it? Still going to happen, mm. and mm. I still think the Brex is going to be positive for Australia. I mean, when Australia, when the UK joined the common market back then, as it was, a lot of our export markets disappeared. You know, the oranges and the apples and all that type of thing. Hopefully, with with the UK exiting um, 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 the eurozone and the the Euro people no longer wanting to subsidise their agricultural exports to the UK, um, it's going to open up opportunities for our agricultural exports. Mm should do. Uh, hopefully. Um, and the, the oil ordinary was up, up again on the week, although it is down a bit, a bit this morning. Um, we were up 1.87% on the week to 5,821 compared to 5,704 in the previous week. Uh, the S&P 500 was up 0.1% to 2,437 and the Nikkei was up uh, 0.3% to 7,474. Some interesting local stocks um, that people seem to like locally. Um, BHP was $23.01, which is down 1.2% on the week. Um, CBA was up 3.84% to $82.12 for the week. And uh, NIB um, was was down half a percent to $5.18. And Telstra was also down about half a percent to $4.38 
people on the week. Mm. Um, the, the fuel price uh, after after your prediction last week that the uh, sudden increase for the uh, which appeared to have been right by the way uh, for the, um, the, the the long weekend, the long weekend petrol prices uh, yes. we're down ten ten percent on the week back down to a dollar sixteen a litre compared to a dollar twenty nine. You don't see that at every service station, though, do you? These come off the NRMA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought it was an average price. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that's what they're saying, is it? Uh, I, I don't know how they yeah, yeah, okay. it, but, but, but you've got to have, unless you want to go out and add the wall up, you know, we're just going to have to take, take, we'll take their the work. RMA's calculation. Yep. Um, we could get Kyle on one day to tell, ask us, if you like. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he'll be happy to come on and ask us, Kyle tell us, tell us yeah. how, it's, how it's calculated. Yep. Um, and um, Sydney uh, is a dollar twenty four cents a litre compared to... Uh, dollar uh, thirty six so it 's down about nine percent of the week so so our fuel prices are still cheaper than Sydney, which is which is uh, mm. been like be that happy. for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, i 've got to go to Sydney next week, but they 'll be up next week i 'm sure <laughs> and the diesel price in Newcastle was down six percent to a dollar sixteen a litre and in Sydney dollar twenty one a litre down two percent. Time for us to take a look at the market, update the market. No Henry Jennings today, Stephen Pritchard, because no he's Henry Jennings. still sunning himself <coughs> in war- warmer so parts of the in, world. In well, I don't know if the UK is warmer. but Well, maybe it isn't. Oh, yeah, it probably is. It's probably days. warmer than it is here, yes, yes. Yes, but we'll still find out what the market's up to. Yeah, we'll find out. And uh, CSL shares seem to have taken a jump. Huh? Yeah, CSL, CSL uh, you know, they're at uh, 150 plus dollars yesterday at some stage and Gee. they've come back a bit this morning. Um, uh, CSL announced that they've paid $470 million for a stake in a in, in a China healthcare business. Um, so this is the, the first step of CSL into the China health market now. Um, in, and the market has acted positively because it's expecting them to be able to sell its blood products and, and whatever else in China. But, you know, CSL is one of the few companies that has expanded successfully around the world, um, and it all comes back from the old CSIRO original technology. But you know the track record of Australian companies expanding into China hasn't hasn't been in the past that successful. Let's hope um, let's hope uh, CSL's justified in making this 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 investment into China. So it's a watch this space scenario watch there this space. too. I mean, it's in the scheme of things, four hundred seventy million. In the scheme of things, four hundred seventy million dollars. If that all has to be. Off, it's, it, it's not really going to greatly affect CSL's um, profitability, but, mm. but but it would be good if them to make some money. Yeah, good. And and um, Bellamy. Bellamy's. Well, Bellamy. this is a company that uh, has has been exporting into uh, China, and that's that's all kind of gone wrong. So Bellamy's announced this week that they're going to raise sixty million dollars. Um, sixty part of the sixty million dollars, approximately thirty million, has to be paid to Fontora to allow them to to renegotiate the contract because. Bellamy's, for the listeners who don't know, is exporting baby organic baby formula to um, China. Uh, China changed the regulations and for, for some part of some port marketing and board making decisions at Bellamy is, is basically their market almost disappeared overnight. But unfortunately for Bellamy's, they had this long-term supply contract with Fontora and, and to renegotiate that on a take-or-pay contract, so it meant... Um, uh, Bellamy's had to keep paying Fontora for production of this this baby power baby formula that of course they couldn't then sell. Um, so they're they're paying Fontora thirty million dollars to renegotiate and um, this contract, and the uh, the balance of the thirty million is is going to use, is use to buy a 
canning production line that has accreditation to export into China. So Bellamy says is is hopeful that with the acquisition of this uh, canning facility that's accredited for export in China, they can resume increasing their volume of sales to China. Um, but but this just shows that, that the rules and regulations regularly change in China and, and what what what's fine today might not be fine tomorrow. So mm. yeah, let's mm. just hope that um, CSL doesn't run up against that problem. Yes, smooth sailing we hope. Now we've heard recently about the ten network going into voluntary administration. This yeah, ten ten went into voluntary administration um, yesterday. It's been talked about for some time that 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 ten um, has got um, problems. Um, ten has been on the way to fixing the problems though, and, and you know it, it was a bit strange that this is the stay time that it goes into voluntary administration when, you know, it's got a facility from the bank for two hundred million. It's only drawn down sixty million, so it's got plenty of money to to pay its uh, pay its ongoing expenses. And the bank's facility wasn't due for renewal for another. Uh, six or eight months. So anyhow, it's it's gone into voluntary administration. The the major shareholders in there are, are, are um, um, Lachlan Murdoch, James Packer, and um, Bruce Gordon, who owns the Win Win Television Network. So it's interesting to see where this all ends up at. Wasn't there some talk that they were refusing to guarantee a loan? Uh, they were refusing to guarantee the loan going forward, but, but the loan's already in place, so, so you know. Okay. Would you that know. put the loan in jeopardy? Uh, probably yeah. in the rollover, but, but yeah. it's already there at the moment. Yes. So, 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 you know, you wonder what other games. And plus there's changes, there's proposed changes across media laws that's, that's been sitting in the Senate for a number of years now. So if they were if those laws change, it would, would be... Gordon, both Gordon and um, Murdoch companies would be in a position to then acquire the 10 network. Okay. So, so we'll see what happens So there. there may be a change of ownership. Oh, there'll be a change of ownership. It's just where it's going to end up. And it will probably keep trading all the time. Oh, it'll keep, keep operating. It'll keep okay. Uh, lots, okay. Of, lots of people want to own a television network. <laughs> yeah. Now, Amazon, there's still more things to do with... Yeah, the retail sector. The retail sector's... You know, it's still in a panic over the the entry of Amazon. It's difficult trading conditions in retail. You know, you've seen that um, Topshop Group go into administration um, last week, mm. um, um, and apparently, you know, his creditors about thirty five men. Um, and now we've seen Bunting, Baby Bunting, which was, which was, which was, which is a baby um, supply store. Um, they. When they listed, they were the flavour of the month. They came on at a big premium, and they've, they've progressively dropped back. Um, now this week, the, the shares fell dramatically. They're almost back to the initial IPA price. On on some report that a lot of their market share is going to disappear when Amazon um, enters Australia, um, because in the US, Amazon's got allegedly forty five percent of the purchase price of uh, purchases of, of, of um, baby things. Baby things. I, I, I mean I don't know. I mean it remains to be seen. Um sooner some of these retailers are going to survive and some of them are going to have no effect with Amazon and they're all they're all being pushed down. If you can work out which ones are which ones are going to survive, um, there's a lot of I'm sure there's bargains there in the retail sector and you've seen you've seen baby bunting, you've seen um, Green Cross, I don't even know why that's falling. You've seen um, Beacon, uh, lighting, um, and, and you know <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so they're all they're all falling, and you know I, I don't know I don't know if someone's going to do house renovations and going to buy a new line. Are they going to order the one of order them over 
the internet or they're going to go one in the store and mm, seeing what they look like in real life. Like. Yeah. 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 Um, and in the US, it's shown that it's basically the fashion goods that, mm. which surprises me as well, that are mainly the fashion retailers and the department stores that, that have been. Um, Mm, yes. Um, Our market update, Glencore. Um, that's the coal angle, isn't it? Hunter Valley Coal's in the news, though. Um, yeah. Uh, um, oh, about six months ago, Yang Coal announced that they'd come to an agreement with, with Rio to, to buy the Hunter Valley Coal interests. And Yang Coal's a, a Chinese uh, mining company. Um, and, and they were paying what everyone thought was a very high price at the time. But now Glencore, which is the Swiss commodity trading company, has come and uh, overbid Yang Coal for the Rio coal assets. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what's happening here. I mean, coal, coal's gone from um, the pariah that no one wanted to touch and is now becoming the flavour of the month again from, from various investment quarters. So we'll see how that progresses. Mm, yes. Mm. And yep. but. This is an interesting story about um, the shopping centres. So Sumo Salad, which I don't know there's any around here, but they're, they're, there's quite a, they've got 104 stores around Australia. And basically they sell you various types of salad in little boxes. Yes, okay. um, sort of Japanese style. That's why it's called Sumo Salad probably. Probably, yeah. So they sell salad in little boxes. So so anyhow, so what they've had, what, 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 what's happened is Sumo Sumo's got stores in a number of uh, Westfield centres. And, and Westfield, as similar to what they've done at Katara, has increased the number of uh, food outlets in the store, in the, in the Westfield centres. And, 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 and this is generally what's happening with the, the shopping centres. As, a, as the, uh, particularly the fashion apparel makers are finding it tough, the, the centres are changing their mixes and trying to make them into a food destination. So Sumo, Sumo Salad claims that, that in some of these centres they've increased the, the number of food outlets. I think they quoted from one, three times the number of food outlets in the last four years. And as a result, um, their sales have fallen. And what Sumo Salad has turned around and said, well, you know, you've got to reduce the rent. And of course, Westfield said, no, no, we're not going to reduce the rent. So Sumo Salad has turned around and put the companies that... that, that um, releasing these shops in the Westfield centres into administration. Oh. Yes. Oh. Now, it's, it's, that's interesting because the administrator's got the power to cancel a lease. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a play to tell Westfield that, that you know, that, you know. They're that, serious about it. They're serious. Yeah. We're going to exit these leases. Uh, but if you look if you look at, you know, locally, there, there's been a tremendous increase in food retailers over at, um, at Westfield, Westfield, Katara. And, and, you know, unless there's more people actually going into the centre and you start to think about it, why is there going to be any more food sales than there was before? Mm. So, you know, people yes. aren't going to eat anymore just because there's two salad shops and instead of one. Unless, of course, there's something else there over the ages that is going to... But it has to drag more while. people in, yeah. 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 Okay, and what yeah. about BHP? And BHP, the, the, the activists uh, that Elliot Associates has acquired some shareholding in BHP and is pushing for change. Um, they're, now, they're now talking that um, the, the chairman's coming up for um, retirement, Jack Nasser, and the board's supposed to be going to announce the proposed new chairman in the next week or so, and Elliot Associates pushing for an outside appointment to, to replace Jack Nasser. Now, I suspect the board... The board's going to appoint one of their existing directors to be the new chairman, which would be the normal course of events. So that Elliot Associates not going to be uh, too happy. Um, it, 
that game is going to go on for a long while, I suspect. It's just almost a replay of the 1980s with Robert Ames the court uh-huh. trying to get control of BHP. <laughs> Over to you, as we have David Franklin joining us from Nova Credit Union. Yeah, I thought we'd get David along from one of our local financial institutions to talk about what they do down at um, Nova Credit Union. So we might start, David, with, with basically what is a credit union? Well, a credit union in its purest form is a not-for-profit people's bank. Yes. <laughs> and what's a people's bank? Well, we take local depositors' money and we take that money and we lend that back to local community people to buy cars, go on holidays, um, purchase properties. Okay. So so speaking of Nova Credit, so when, when was Nova Credit Union established? We started off in 1964, originally as Hunter District Water Board Credit Union, and have progressed along from there. Later on, we um, picked up the Herald Credit Union, and then ultimately, because of declining numbers at both the Herald and Hunter Water, we opted to become a community credit union some 20 years ago. So the original credit unions were just related to the Hunter Water Board employees and the Herald Sun employees, and then and then now anyone can be become a member of the credit union? That's exactly right. We needed to have enough numbers to make sure that it was a viable institution. And given the decline in the actual um, working numbers at Hunter Ward and the Herald, as you know more recently, there's been quite a reduction in workforce there. If we were going to continue on as a viable enterprise, it was important that we open up to the whole community. So so to use the services of the um, credit union um, do you need to become a member? Um, absolutely, and it's quite easy to become a member. You just come to our office in um, King Street in Newcastle. Um, you'd need to have identification with you, such as your driver's licence, and um, we're more than happy to uh, to bring you on board and uh, have a b- better banking experience. Okay, so so how, how uh, so do you have to pay to become a member? It's a, it's a nominal $2 amount to join, and you would get that sum back again if ever you left. So you actually, you actually become a shareholder, do you? You become a shareholder, and every shareholder has one vote. So you also get to say what happens in your local community bank. Right, so the vote votes for the, what, on loans, or what, what does he, what, no, what's the vote do? The, the day-to-day running of the credit union is handled by management and overseen by a board, um, but if we wanted to make any major changes to the credit union, um, then at that point in time, we may ask our membership to come forward and make a vote to say, hey, we'd like to change something. Okay, so it basically works like a normal company, so that the shareholders vote for the board, and the board appoints the management, and the management runs the day-to-day operations of the of the of the credit union, and if the the shareholders don't like something, they can they can change the the, the board of directors basically. That's exactly right. However, there is a difference from say a commercial um, shareholder. We don't pay dividends back out to our shareholders. Um, any dividends that we might be able to produce are uh, put back into um, reducing costs and and giving better service to our customers rather than paying a dividend. Okay, so that's why you can afford to pay slightly better uh, interest rates on your deposits and slightly lower rates on your loans. That's correct. It's all about giving back as much as we can to each member. Yep. Um, just as a matter of interest, are, are most credit unions run along the same basis as um, credit unions? They are, and we could probably do a better 
job of promoting the difference between a major bank and a credit union. Um, but yet all credit unions are run with that concept. And we're looking at credit unions with David Franklin from Nova Credit Union. Stephen Pritchard, over to you. So so the, the credit unions originally started as workplace uh, self-help organisations, but they've kind of grown since then. So what, what type of products does Nova Credit Union offer, for example? We offer a full range of products. So you've got on-call savings, term deposits. On the loan side, you've got mortgages, personal loans, secured and unsecured. Um, and then from a transactional point of view, you've got internet banking, um, access to ready ATMs, etc. So pretty much any financial need that you might have can be covered with a credit union. Right, so so it's basically the same products as all the all, all the, the large, um, the big four banks from a from a retail point of view. Yeah, and also from a technical point of view, um, all of those apps and online things that we all know and enjoy, um, we're right up to date with all of those too. Yep, and the two hundred and fifty thousand government guarantee applies to deposits with the with the Nova Credit Union. Absolutely, it does. So if you want to put some money in there, the government will back you up to that. Government guarantee amount of two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, so the the government guarantee applies equally to the Nova Credit Union as to to say the Westpac Bank. So that money is just as secure of the two hundred and fifty thousand uh, deposit limit there. It does, and I think that's a very important thing that when you put your money somewhere, you really need to know that it's safe and secure, and it absolutely is with Nova. And so, so can how old do you need to be to open an account? You can open an account or, or your, your parents can open an account yeah, for you from the day that you're born. So, um, hey, yeah, everybody's welcome and it doesn't matter how old or young you might be, um, you can open your account up with Nova. And so on the loan side, so you, you mentioned um, um, you, you, you do personal loans and, and loans and that. So so for young people like, um, say, say my, my son, for example, if he wants to get some money to, to buy a, a car or something, do, do you lend kind of money on that? Absolutely we do. And we, we do see the youth as being a, a, a forward um, thing for the credit union. We do engage with a lot of local um, community um, outlets as far as youth goes. We have a lot to do with Master Builders Association and the other apprentice um, associations that are out there um, to engage people at that um, age when they want to take their first loan to get them on the right track. And so if they wanted to buy a car, what, 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 what would you... Would, would they need a deposit or would you lend the whole lot or what would, you know, what's some kind of approximate guidelines here? <laughs> I think in the perfect world, um, and as a parent, I would like my child to have a deposit. However, we don't live in perfect worlds, and the reality is is that the majority of our customers um, do come to us looking for the full amount, and we're more than happy to lend them that amount. Importantly, though, they need to be able to afford the repayments. So we're very big on not over-committing people, particularly young people. Right, so they can come along to get some money for you to buy the first car. You, you make sure that they're, what, they've got to be in full-time employment. They just need to have enough income to be able to cover the repayments comfortably. Oh, okay. And and how old do they need to be? You need to be over eighteen legally to take a loan. Yeah. Okay. And so, what's the what's the you know if you go along to the bank these days and want a relatively small loan, what they do is they try to push you onto they give you a credit card and charge you, you know, twenty plus percent interest. So, what's what's the type of the smallest loan you kind of do at the Nova Credit Union? Well, generally we'll do loans of five thousand yeah. or more. Um, and we do very much stick away from credit cards. We go to yep. a term loan. Yep. Okay. And and um, so that was a considerable saving. So what, what, what type of rates would yours 
be there. We would do a new car rate for 6.99, um, and so that makes us one of the lowest in the market. Right, so the, the, if, you, if you're getting a $5,000 loan, um, you want a $5,000 loan, for example, you go call into the bank, they'll push you on a credit card, they'll charge you 20% plus, go to the credit union, you, you're going to save about 13000 13%, which, which is um, about seven or $800 a year in interest. And one more question. We've got this thing here about, uh, we've got this talk about if you want to save $1,000 a year, um, you need to give up your uh, your uh, cappuccino a day. Has Neighbor Credit Union got an account we can put our cappuccino money in? So at the end of the year, we've got $1,000 for Christmas. Absolutely. We do Christmas clubs. It's been one of our founding things. And anybody that wants to come and join us, um, we would love them to start up a Christmas fund. And what's the minimum deposit you need to put in to start that on as small as you like. Cup of coffee's fine. Cup of coffee a day, so $20 a week, and you can get $1,000 yep. a year by opening the Christmas cup of credit later. Thanks for that, David. Thank you. Thank you, David Franklin from Nova Credit Union. And that brings Thursday Finance to an end today. Thank you, Stephen Pritchard. Catch this program on podcast, if you like, through 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.